Welcome to Driven Radio Show, your home for car talk covering the latest news to the greatest views on the biggest names in performance, sports, and just plain cool driving machines. Your hosts are freelance auto journalist, senior auction analyst for Sports Car Market Magazine, writer and editor of ReadTheDriven.com, Brett Hatfield, plus videographer and host of the YouTube channel Craving Cars, Corey Pratt, and 35-year radio veteran, book publisher, and vehicular village idiot, Mark Catfish Groves. Let's rev up the conversation time for driven radio show welcome to driven radio your weekly automotive escape i am brett hatfield here with our engineer and co-host catfish groves yo and we're, who's this stranger down oh. at the other end of the day? Oh, look at that. It's Corey Pratt of Yay. Craving Cars. Hey. He managed to find his way back home. Uh, it's, you know, it's good to be back. It's kind of like one of those lost puppies that gets dropped off three states away when a family moves and turns up back at, that, at the <laughs> new place. Yeah, a well-groomed yeah. German Well, if shepherd. you would have dropped me off on the other side of Kansas, it wouldn't take me so long to get back. Probably not. <laughs> uh, we are coming to you from the Driven Radio Studios in scenic, lovely Overland Park, Kansas, along with Mr. Corey Pratt, who finally found his way back. Uh, we've got another individual holding down the seat at the other end of the table. That is Mr. Ped Watt of Watt Design Photography. What? Long what? time no see. Yeah, way too long. Glad, glad to have you back. And in one piece from all the stupid crap we've seen you do in the last week. Everything I did this weekend was completely safe. Uh-huh. Yeah. <laughs> I, Absolutely. I saw zero safety equipment. Which there was, there was a seat belt. You know, you the ground wasn't that far away. It was wrapped around your feet. That's besides the point, guys. Come on. But it was being used. It was it so, was engaged. That's what the law says. Sort of semi. <laughs> you can find us online at drivenradioshow.com and readthedriven.com. Follow us on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram at Driven Radio Show. And listen on iTunes, SoundCloud, Spotify, Amazon Music, Audible, and everywhere fine podcasts are heard. If you like what you're hearing, leave us a five-star review on iTunes and be sure to tell all your friends. If there's something you would like to hear more of or someone you think we should interview, tell us. You can send us an email at brett at readthedriven.com. Gentlemen, without letting the cat out of the bag a little too much, what have you been doing in cars this week? Well, uh, we got a new arsenal in the uh, Craven Cars lineup as far as vehicles go. I now am a proud owner of a Porsche Cayman S. It's about stinking time. I've, I've been wanting a Porsche since I was knee-high to a duck. It's kind of a special edition version or whatever, but it, that, that doesn't matter. I have one, and it drives great. What um, makes it a special edition version? Did you get a – are we talking a, a dash plaque? Yeah, there is, as oh, a matter God, of fact. Oh, God, that's awesome. Oh, cool. That was an extra, like, grand just for that plaque <laughs> through Porsche. No, it's a, it's the Porsche Design Edition one that they made in 2008. Oh, so nice. 777 made, only 250 of those made it to North America, and wow. I have one of them. And you managed to steal one from somebody. Yeah. Turns out I gave him a couple checks, too. Cool. So, oh, sure. Very cool. And then stole it. So I was so It's kind of a fair thing. Oh, my goodness. Uh, better than ever expected. And I've driven Cayman S before, uh, that's, well, to kind of make sure I knew that's what I would want. Sure. And it was fantastic. And I've done more with that car in, in, in the first and less than two weeks of owning that thing than I have with my other car that I've been driving the life I've had it. I can't imagine so, how many times you've been to the store for some bread. Oh, wait, I forgot milk. I need to go I'll back. be back. Give me 30 I, minutes. I need to go get bread in Texarkana. I'll yeah. be back. Went there, actually. Uh, great place. Um, but no, I, I've got the track it. 
I've got to go on the the, the Texas Motor Speedway with it. Uh, I've uh, got to have some fun spirited drives with hey, some really hey, awesome people. Hey, hey, Anyways, we're talk about all this. All stuff. that's it's it's been fantastic. The car has lived up to its hype and then some, and I love the crap out of it. Very nice. very cool. Well, congratulations! Thanks, man. Uh, I'm really Appreciate happy for you. Now. As far as car hunting goes, oh, uh, Mr. Groves, swing and a miss. I, uh, <laughs> I, did, I made an, I made an offer on that 55 Plymouth that I've been talking about for a couple of weeks now. Super nice guy, and you know, I found out what the shipping would be on it, which is pretty penny. And so I made I made an offer, and it was a, it was a competent offer. I I don't feel so bad about this one because I didn't I didn't lowball the guy. I looked in Haggerty price guides. I looked under uh, what was it NADA. Uh, and here and there to make sure that I wasn't, you know, doing any, wasn't in the wrong. Okay. And but, how close uh, did you get? Uh, we were still about 700 bucks off. You're letting $700 separate you from your dream. Yes, I am. $700. So, uh, we'll see where it goes. That's a decent dishwasher. That you're you're not wrong either, and that's something else that we need at the house. Only, I'm the son of a bitch who's trying to get a car. You know, uh, an old one. Maybe he needs a dishwasher. So. I think I could probably find you one out yeah, of my th- rentals. Thanks uh, for hitting that nerve, you jerk. <laughs> but anyway, so it was uh, it was really close, and I tried to pull the trigger. Okay, well, you did make an offer. That's cool. You didn't yeah. you didn't make it to an Arkansas preacher. That's me. Yeah, no Arkansas preachers yeah, yeah. were it involved like- in this poor decision. And it sounds like this car was uh, well put together, and it had uh, a lot overall, of it left, maybe. Was it missing, like, I don't know, giant holes in the trunk? No, I've seen and, pictures yeah, of it. It's could, pretty. Nothing you could pass a squirrel through, but overall, uh, the rest of it looked pretty damn nice. <laughs> well, yeah, good. That was a hard hard You're, one to to not try to jump up to, but nah, I'm good. Mr. Yeah. Ped, Ooh. this week in cars, or in your case, half out of cars. Get <laughs> um. My last week in cars, we'll talk about mainly later. Other than I spent about six thousand dollars repairing my Mini Cooper, so wow, oh, that's, that's a been, chunk. That's There's, more than Mark offers for cars. Shut up! <laughs> Actually, it is. It's rude. <laughs> well, you so it's Mark accurate. Repairs and I pay for it may be rude, but accurate. R- r- rude, but yeah, but anyway, I'm not wrong. So, so it's been a very expensive couple of weeks with my cars. Did so. mm. did part of that six thousand dollars involve chipping the brake dust off of the wheels? No, no, no. It How about re- a supercharger? Replacing the brakes. Oh, okay. Well, you can just uh, throw more brake dust well, on those. Well, aren't those just like 13-inch wheels or something on those something little tiny like things? That, that, yeah. tiny. It wasn't, yeah. it wasn't it was BMW parts is the problem. Ah, yeah. Oh. Ped washes his cars when it rains. <laughs> <laughs> Rain usually goes around it, though. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it's We call it the ped field. Uh-huh. <laughs> It, it's got its own protective layer of dirt and patina. There's Rainex on it, eight inches thick. <laughs> Pretty much. Oh, wow. Well, this week in the news, we've uh, we got a story about GM possibly taking more stock of electric car maker Nikola. <laughs> called that. Thank you very much. Uh, <laughs> Bentley is making a dozen more continuation 1929 blown racers. Mm. Uh, the Taycan has become the most popular uh, Porsche it's even more popular than their traditional sports cars. What? Can yeah, you believe well, that? you know, it's the things new happen. toy. Things it's happen. It's the new toy. Yep. We're not, rallies, races, and so forth aren't yeah. really happening. Well, at the C8 Corvette Grand Sport uh, may be displaced by a hybrid. 
And mm. our guests this week are uh, Scott Huddleston of Express Rally and Mr. Ped Watt, whom we've already introduced. They're going to be talking about Express Rally Southern Express this past weekend, along with Mr. Corey, who yeah. took his new track weapon along with him. Nice. Yeah. And uh, we're going to talk about Southern Express, the other rallies that are coming up, and all the cool stuff these guys got to do. We've got a lot of news to cover this week, so let's get to it. From Muscle Cars and Trucks, we've got a story about uh, the Nicola Badger. Badgers? Badgers. We don't need no stinking badgers. And that's exactly what GM is saying now. The Nicola Badger is being removed from the company's new business plan. Suckala. And GM sucks. Sucks. Seeks. <laughs> Seeks. Wow. Seeks. More equity. Fruity and slap. Yeah. <laughs> from the Nicola deal. And... Uh, Guys, I called this one. I called this one a couple weeks yeah, back. Yeah, you did. Uh, and boy, has this thing come unraveled for GM. I feel bad for them. General Motors unknowingly got themselves into quite a mess when they inked a $2 billion deal with electric automaker Nikola Motors on September 8th. In the weeks that have followed, the company has been accused of massive fraud. The SEC has started an investigation <laughs> into the company. And the former executive chairman, Trevor, Trevor Milton, has not only been ousted, but now he's facing sexual abuse allegations oh my gosh was he on an airplane to a private island oh wow yeah he's uh he's been hanging out with somebody who's at the end of a uh, rope <laughs> oh this Damn. sucks that's that's, that's uh, a lot that's a long list of uh oops yeah you you would think that gm would have done a little bit better due diligence on this deal i'm not sure how much of this was hidden despite the setbacks however gm has stood their ground thus far behind their new partner however some new reporting suggests that things aren't going to be going the way they were originally planned. The Nicola Badger. Badgers? badgers? We, we don't, don't need no stinking badgers. badgers. Electric truck may not be happening now. Uh, GM will be rolling out their first electric truck later this month with the debut of the GMC Hummer EV. Nicola said they will be focusing on their semi trucks moving forward. And also finding new CEOs that, you know. <laughs> yeah. Uh, uh, it's likely the General Motors will ask for a higher Stella Motors during a renegotiation period currently underway because the original $2 billion deal was inked when Nikola stock was at $42.93 a share. Now it's at $23.92 a share. Oh. Yeah. Oh, wow. Uh, GM was originally supposed to get 11% of Nikola, but now that 11% of Nikola isn't worth what it was worth. This disparity in stock price takes a lot of value out of the deal for GM. Nikola Motors and GM have until December 3rd to finalize the details of their deal. Oh, Ugh. my. Can you imagine? Just Amber cutting their, uh, their, their 11% in half. What a freaking mess, man. Yeah. And the timing on it just sucks between uh, COVID racing around, and then we've got uh, you know an election on November 4th that looks like it's going to be sticky no matter which direction it oh, goes. Oh, yeah. <laughs> just, this, December 3rd, really? Good yeah. luck. <laughs> yeah, this, this yeah. next election probably got every attorney in the country salivating. Yeah, it's uh, a. Uh, uh, I I don't I don't wish them harm. Uh, you know, sometimes you get what you pay for, GM. But uh, I I hope they work something out for that kind of money. You damn, uh, I don't know what the inner workings of the deal were, but it certainly seems like better due diligence could have been done. Yeah, because that's possible. a lot of gumballs. That, that, that's a lot of money to drop for something yeah, without knowing every little bit. Oh, <laughs> if well, it, if it was two, your two billion. 
I think I would do some research. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe Google, I would wear Google, Google something out. once yeah. in a while. <laughs> I, I'd want to know everything about mm. every employee Nicola ever. Nicola Motors, let's Google that. Oh, there's scandals involved. Let's go ahead and sign that deal, please. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not sure that's how the uh, timeline worked, but yeah, no, yeah I get what no, you're saying. So. On a nicer note, AutoWeek.com has put out how Bentley is building 12 new 1929 blowers. Bentley's in-house custom division, Mulliner, is about to start building blower Bentleys again. This is cool. the coolest thing ever. That is uh, cool. Now, Mulliner and Bentley plan to produce 12 new new 1929 4.5 liter blower cars like those piloted by Sir Tim Birkin and the Bentley boys in the late 1920s and what the auto- automaker bills as the world's, and I quote this, World's first pre-war race car continuation series. Unquote. I don't know if anybody else has done anything like that. No, it's pretty crazy. Yeah. Uh, bit of history about the historic Bentley Boys race team. Four cars were built for racing, commissioned by Birkin. They were the fastest cars of their day, uh, despite never managing to win an endurance race. <laughs> Problem. For their speed and power, though, they relied on a Roots-type uh, supercharger favored by Birkin and designed by British engineer Amherst Villiers. Or perhaps Villiers. Villiers. The supercharger boosted the four and a half liter engine's output from 130 horsepower to 240 horsepower. That's a wow! That's a huge jump. Now you know I'm actually super charmed by that because we have talked for months now about you know 600 horsepower, 800 or 1,000 horsepower, 1,200 horsepower, and I'm like 240 horsepower. Hell yeah! But also 1929. That was oh yeah. That might as well be a Veyron or a. That's an amazing number at that time. It was a Veyron. You know, with like 42 inch carriage wheels too. Yeah. Uh, as we continue to com- commemorate 100 years of Bentley, they said, uh, quote, unquote, we are combining a look at our past with the very latest digital technologies and techniques to create something truly extraordinary. Uh, that was Adrian Hallmark, uh, Bentley chairman and chief executive. He goes on to say, the four team blowers are the most valuable Bentleys in the world. And we know there is a demand for genuine recreations that can be used, enjoyed and loved without risk to the prized originals, which makes me wonder, is that going to take any value away from the originals? I doubt no. it. I okay. almost think, it, it, if I anything, it. it could make them go up because people will look, see how good they are, and like, oh, I really want the original now. Bentley will take team car number two, chassis number HB3403. They're going to take it completely apart. Down yep. to the nuts and bolts. They own that car. Bentley owns that car. Disassemble okay. it to its last uh, nut and bolt. Bentley will then 3D scan each part to create a digital model of the car to be used as a construction blueprint. Oh, that's, that sounds inexpensive. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I did it yesterday Slight with my wife. Uh, the automaker <laughs> also planned. She, she wouldn't hold still, though, so some parts kind of funky. <laughs> But it's more expensive than this son of a bitch, I'll tell you that. Uh, the automaker also plans to use original tooling jigs and molds from the 1920s along with hand tools that were used in period. Hand tools. This is just, ah! Bentley will uh, essentially clone the team blower Bentley for 12 lucky buyers. So this is, uh, oh, wow. you know, it's going to be outrageously expensive, but then outrageously cool. Yes, I, I agree. Uh, yeah, I, for sure. Bentley hasn't mentioned anything about pricing yet on this. If you have to ask, you're not invited. Yeah, yeah bingo, was, gringo. Yeah, exactly. Um, it, it'll. How, how long are they going to take to do this? I mean, what's it going to? I said it's going to take a couple of years. Makes sense. So doing all that tedious. Uh, Anything worth having is worth waiting for. Well, Road and Track is talking about the Porsche Taycan or Taycan, however you want to pronounce that. The Taycan. The, there you go. Great uh, movie. Porsche's third quarter U.S. sales reported set of skills. Skills. contains some surprising statistics here. The all-electric Taycan outsold the 911, the 718, which is going to consist of the Boxster and the Cayman, 
and the Panamera, which kind of doesn't surprise me because it is, like we said a little bit earlier, it is the new kid on the block. Yeah. It is fast as heck, and everybody who's got money wants the, the thing that's the fastest. Well, it's an alternative so, to a Tesla Model right, S. Right, with better interior. Anyways, um, in the second quarter, the 911 did outsell the Taycan, the 718, and the Panamera combined. But for now, it's the third best-selling Porsche here behind the Macan and the Cayenne SUV. That's depressing. Yeah, it is since, well, we're big Porsche guys. Yeah, so. well, the, the top three sellers are the Taycan, the Macan, and the Panamera. Never mind. Yep. I'm yep. going to shut up now. If this pattern holds, though, it could be the uh, first case of a traditional automaker's U.S. EV sales overtaking its more established products. Of course, all of this comes with a healthy dose of salt. Products tend to do well when they're the newest, given the Taycan and the advantage over the Panamera. So, wow. Yeah, I have, it's sad for me to have any Porsche outsell a 911, to be honest, but... What do you care? You got shit your happens. Porsche. You got your Porsche. It does. And as a matter of fact, mine's kind of got the best of both worlds. How so? Because mine's a mid-engine, more balanced car with a 911 engine. Okay. Sweet. You're just pissing me off now. <laughs> you <Yeah>. dick! <laughs> It doesn't have the 3.4 liter. It's got the 3.8 out of the That was paragraph. my last copy. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Well, Muscle Cars and Trucks brings me more fantabulous news about EVs. Uh, <laughs> Your favorite. God damn this. <laughs> Aren't you Mark just excited? That. Yeah, this, yeah, Mark that. Mother. Plug it in and turn it on. <laughs> this, the C8 Corvette Grand Sport may not happen now, so the EV... E-Ray can take its place. I don't... What? Are they calling it the E-Ray? They're calling it the E-Ray. The next variant of the mid-engine C8 Corvette is going to be the mighty Z06. The 2022 uh, Z06 will have center-mounted exhaust, incredible tires, carbon fiber wheels, and an aggressive, uh, and aggressive unique aerodynamics. The centerpiece of it all will be GM's new LT6 V8, the dual overhead cam flat crane flat plain crank easy for me to say <laughs> v8 that will spin to nearly 9,000 rpm Jeez. and will not have forced induction following that traditionally has been a grand sport model and yeah. that's been the case with the sixth gen corvette and the seventh gen mm-hmm. uh, this trim level has its origins as a bootleg race car that zora arcus duntoff snuck through the back door without official approval in the 1960s it's appeared in the fourth gen sixth gen seventh gen uh generations uh, unfortunately, a C8 Corvette Grand Sport may not be coming. Mm-hmm. The E-Ray is the front-runner name for the wide-body C8 Corvette that will follow the Z06 for the 2023 model year. From that tone of voice, uh, uh, Mark, I feel like Brett really is excited about there this. There were some subtle undertones um, of disrespect. <laughs> that might have been it, though. I could be confused. You're right. That could have been that. It was subtle. The E-Ray. This is where I wish we, we were doing the video already, because the look on his face right now uh, is yeah, it's, priceless. It's a, you ever bit of persimmon that isn't quite right? Uh-huh. <laughs> Nailed it. Nailed it. <laughs> this variant will have all-wheel drive and will incorporate electric motors in place of the current frunk. 
to send power to the front wheels. The spine of the E-Ray will house a cluster of GM Ultium battery packs. In the engine bay, there will be the 6.2-liter LT2 V8 currently found in the Stingray. If early reports are proven accurate, the C8 Corvette E-Ray will produce around 600 horsepower and 500 pound-feet of torque, and it will feature the Corvette Z06 wide-body design. Which usually the, the the Grand Sports do that. They use yeah, the, the, the wide Grand body. Sport gets the wide body and it gets all the features of the Z06 without the Z06 drivetrain. Right. Yeah. I am confused. I'm sure you are. If it's are. an E car, what what's a motor doing in it that does it's gasoline? A hybrid. Oh, hybrid, hybrid, hybrid. hybrid. Okay, okay, yeah. okay. You know, so it's only giving. So it's like kind of like a train engine. Five horsepower. They're, they're the using all that uh, that LT uh, engine to generate yeah. power for the. I'm not sure how it's set up. I'm that's completely possible. I, I actually feel like it's giving it less torque, you would think, between electric and a gas. Because didn't the, the regular Stingray have nearly 500 torque already? I think it's pretty close, yeah. yeah. That's I'm kind of confused. But anyways. <laughs> the entry-level engine of the Stingray and the widened shape of the Z06 that the E-Ray would feature would be optimal. the optimal formula for a C8 Corvette Grand Sport. It could still happen, but all the signs point to the vehicle wearing the E-Ray badge. According to some sources, there are currently no Grand Sport test mules in development, but there are some E-Rays. <laughs> You can call me Ray. You can call, call me Jay. E- but don't call me E-Ray. <laughs> yeah, don't call me E-Ray. I am excited about the Z06, though. I am, too. I've seen I'm, I'm really excited about the Z06. That flat plane crank, man. Yeah. Also, Chevy could go back to their Corvette racing routes with the Grand Sport name and put together a track-only package. I would be thrilled to death with that. Yeah. <sighs> the stinking E-Ray, whatever. Focus yeah. on the Z06. Z06. Let's, let's put it our, sounds amazing. Brett, let's it, put our energy in the Z06. It looks amazing Goose under the, cum- the camouflage. I'm glad I have you both here. Yeah. Mm-hmm. They were testing it last month. Hey, our special it. guest this week. <laughs> <laughs> it's Scott Huddleston of Express Rally and friend of the show, Mr. Ped Watt, who was... It's been too long, man. Well, life's been busy. The last time, yeah. Last yeah. time was the summer when we ate barbecue. Uh, Mr. Huddleston and Ped and Corey will all be here Talking about Express Rally, Southern Express, this past weekend, you guys look like you had a lot of fun. The pictures are cool. The stories are cool. Corey, I'm so happy that you got that Porsche just in time to go do this. Man, it couldn't have have been a better time. I'm excited to talk about it, and Scott will be here in just a little bit coming up on Driven Radio. Welcome back to Driven Radio, the sweetest smelling podcast on the web. Our special guests this week are Scott Huddleston of Express Rally and a friend of the show who's been here all night, Mr. Ped Watt of Watt Design Photography. What? <laughs> Just not going to let that go, are you? <laughs> no, he's not. That's my bone, dog. <laughs> Express Rally was founded in 2015, offering multiple road rallies in different parts of the country, featuring thrilling driver's roads, competitive cart- karting with trophies, delicious meals, accommodations, and camaraderie. And also yelling at people, hanging out on helicopters, and doing stuff. 
stuff. <laughs> the good stuff uh, in life. Ped Watt is the driving force behind Watt Design Photography and the lens jockey responsible for all of the great pics of my collection, which can be seen on the Driven and Driven Radio Facebook pages. Also on Instagram, because I just keep slathering your stuff everywhere. I appreciate yeah, it. Yeah, I've put yeah. up probably seven pictures on Instagram. I hate Instagram. Uh, <laughs> Scott and Ped, along with our own Corey Pratt, are all fresh back from Express Rally Southern Express uh, just this past weekend. Yeah. Gentlemen, welcome back to Driven Radio. Yeah. How was your weekend? Uh, one at a time or all at once? I don't care. Fantastic. Awesome. Yeah. There Groovy. Uh, Scott, how many people did you have on the Southern Express, and how many cars? And uh, just tell us all about it. Yeah, so we had 52 cars from, uh, I want to say, six states. Um, That's... And about, about 100, 110 people was the total of the traveling circus. That sounds like uh, a huge weekend. turnout. Yeah, it, it was um, – it, it was a really good event. We had the right mixture of cars and people that just made everything kind of come together and be a, an awesome experience for everyone. But, uh, yeah, it was a three-day, two-night event. We started in northwest Arkansas. We spent uh, day one in Hallett, spent night one at uh, in Tulsa at the Mayo Hotel, a really cool hotel uh, in downtown Tulsa. And then we headed to Dallas, uh, had a private karting event at Dallas Karting Complex, followed by laps at Texas Motor Speedway. And then we spent night two in Dallas and then headed back on a mixture of highway and some absolutely gorgeous back roads in Arkansas and Oklahoma. So it was a, it was a great week and lot, good balance of uh, driving fast and then also some good technical roads in there to round things out. So it was a, it was a lot of fun. So you said you spent the first day at Hallett. What did that entail? Uh, we were at the track. So people go and, and just spend all day doing uh, laps. And uh, we have instructors that are there for people that are relatively new to it. So if, if you've never been on a track before, you know, we, we want you to have a good experience and we want to make sure that you're learning to do it in the right way. And so we, we do, we spend the money to hire instructors for new people. And a lot of our, a lot of our rally participants are actually very accomplished drivers and they'll jump in and help instruct as well. So uh, and then we we have different groups. So people are out there, whether you're a, a novice or intermediate, or you're a you know you're a very accomplished driver. You have a group to to drive with, and at the end of the day, you've had your fill of track time. So it's it's a great way to kind of spend day one and get to know people and and uh, hang out with other people around the track. It's hard to have a bad day when you're at a racetrack. Oh, you said that you also I, did some karting while you were out on this. Do you find that? When you get all the guys out on a go-kart track, they're more aggressive or less aggressive than they are when they're in their own cars? Uh, more aggressive. But <laughs> it's, it's all in the spirit of friendly competition. Uh, everyone has a great time. You know, it's funny. You, you see them when they're done, the, the helmets come off, and it's nothing but smiles. Uh, even when people, they'll crash or, you know, they'll, they'll bump into each other. It, it's all done in a great spirit. Everyone has an awesome attitude and it's just uh, it's a good time. It's one thing I always look for people after laps or after, after a drive when you're pulling into the gas station or, you know, after, after they're finishing their carting, just look at people's faces. Most of them are getting out of their cars with smiles and, and they're really happy and you can tell that they're, they're really enjoying themselves. So aside from the planned events, what were some of the other highlights from the rally? 
Corey, why don't you jump in, man? This was your kind of first experience, so I'm I'm anxious to see. Uh, I give the same boring answers to everything, but I'm anxious <laughs> to hear what you and you and uh, Ped thought. It was Ped was shooting. He and I were working most of the weekend, but yeah. uh, I know Corey. Corey seemed to enjoy himself. I'll let him jump in on some. Of uh, to be honest, this was this was one of the uh, the first events of something like this. Well, one first time uh, on the Express Rally, um, and Scott, you do put a great event together. I'm just. Gonna say that right now. So first and first impressions were fantastic. Uh, the clientele of the, of the of the type of cars that showed up were just like, wow, this is nice. I mean, am I am I at an exotic car show here or we're at a rally? No, I noticed you're both. you're sporting the Express Rally T-shirt tonight. I, yeah, yeah, check it out. <laughs> there, there it is. Boom, freshly washed. But I mean, this was one of the first times in a while that. Yes, I go on events and I shoot a lot of video and stuff like that for for some events, and I get to enjoy some of it. But I'm also working as well, so I'm not actually being able to just to sit back, shoot video if I want to, or don't shoot video if I want to, like I was able to do with here. So, granted, I did shoot video. I I can't go on an event and not shoot video. It's just not in my blood apparently right now. So, just to be able to enjoy it, to sit back and to enjoy one of my my car, for instance, for the first time. Since I just had, yeah, that was cool, man. Yeah, it just just coincidence. I was able to get my Porsche before the right before the event, driving it back from Seattle, just to make it to Arkansas for the rally a few days later. (laughs) So that was interesting. What a change! But I mean, that is a change of pace. It it was all great. Hallett was a fantastic track. The fact it had elevation changes in it, because I've been on other tracks before, but they're pretty leveled out. I mean, this was actually a really nice, more technical track than I've been on before. And I know we didn't go to go like balls out at the Texas Motor Speedway, but just to be able to go around that oval. Man, was that not the coolest high that I had going around there? Smile ear to ear going, I'm on Texas Motor Speedway going down the blow on the bank. Here I go. It, it really was. It was it was great. The places we stayed in the hotels were fantastic too, but you know what? That, that was minute compared to the driving we got to do. It really was. That there's all, being a car guy, it was all car stuff. And that was the major high. No, that that was sounds like point. a blast. Pat, how about you? What were the highlights for you? Um, so for me, a good rally is by the, by the first fuel stop, You um, everybody's forgotten about the cars. So, and that's really what we had. You know, you show up, before you leave, you're drooling over the Lamborghinis, you're drooling over the, you know, the AMG uh, GT Pro, but then you get the first fuel stop. It's no longer, it's about the community. Um and always one of my favorite uh, pictures to get is like a, the coffee sitting beside the Ferrari emblem because they forgot that they're, they're in a Ferrari. <laughs> um, and the other highlight is when we went through Salina, which is my hometown, my dad lives about two miles away from the stop sign we went through. He calls me and said, you guys just came through town, didn't you? I'm like, um, yes. <laughs> I'm sorry. <laughs> so that, that those were two, of course, you know, the, uh, being able to bring the first helicopter to Express Rally was pretty cool, too. Very cool. That was actually kind of neat. So what were some of the more interesting uh, cars on the rally or uh, more uh, exotic cars on the rally? I mean, you really could take your pick. Uh, probably the F12 uh, was the Ooh. first time we've had one of those. We had, um, I mean, heavily modified Huracons, uh, Twin Turbo Huracon. We had uh, Acura NSX, a newer one. Uh, we've had some old ones that have done the events before, but that's the first time that we had a newer NSX, and I, I followed him a uh, few times over the weekend and never got tired of, of staring at the back end of that car. Um, we had a couple new Ford GT500s that, that were oh. out, so guys literally took delivery of them, 
uh, within the last couple of weeks and uh, drove drove those on the event. So it was kind of cool to see to see those in action. Those were the loudest. Uh, and I'm gonna <laughs> I, I'm gonna I'm gonna throw my own car in there the the Supra. So uh, it was it was fun for me to drive that car on the event and kind of break it in the right way. So, uh, but I mean anything. I mean, uh, yeah. Eddie with his crazy rap 911 997 911 yeah it uh, looked like he ran over a sight to looked like he ran over a kindergarten class <laughs> uh, we had a, we had a we had a killer group of cars though it was awesome good recovery scott literally <laughs> uh, there are a lot of really cool pictures that have come out from this and most of them from ped and some of them from angles you wouldn't think possible uh, you want to tell us how you took some of those, Mister? Uh, I well, some of them were rented helicopter. Some of them were hanging. Wait, out. wait, wait, wait! Back up again. Yeah, rented helicopter. Well, if you're, you're, you know, you have two other media teams that you're against. You got to bring something original, something new. <laughs> Especially if you shot motorsports for 14 years, you, you you've kind of shot that story. So, um, a buddy of mine, uh, Sam Walker, um has a uh, helicopter pilot in Tulsa. So we made a deal and he brought me a hell. He came out and flew for me for about two hours out at Hallett mm-hmm. and we uh, did some aerial photography. I'm yeah. currently torturing one of the drivers with a picture that I won't show him. He's heard about it, but he doesn't get to see it. Um, so from there, you know, you know, the standard hanging out the windows is stupidity. Um, yeah. That's the next question. What safety gear was employed while you're working out of this rented helicopter? Seatbelt. <laughs> Wrapped around your foot? No, no, that that was that seatbelt was the only properly applied seatbelt the entire weekend. He did not say what he did with Allegedly. the helicopter. Yeah, they uh-huh. took the door off. Yeah, we, so we, he can hang out the door. Yeah, there was no door. Yeah. <laughs> uh, there's also tell that you may have been hanging out of a convertible. Um, I was not hanging out. I was sitting backwards in the back passenger seat. Your ass. I saw the picture. <laughs> I was above. I might have been above the windshield, though. Above the windshield. You had that seatbelt wrapped around your shins. <laughs> you know, whatever it takes to get the pictures for Scott. I went hired again. Son, you seem to have a little problem with sitting down. <laughs> I mean, technically, the seatbelt was engaged. It was on me. I followed the law. What is it to, that it takes to shoot something like this, aside from a rented helicopter and a convertible and a driver who doesn't care about your safety? Insanity. Okay, well, that Done. works. Yeah, I mean, it's just um, really to shoot something like this, you just have to be willing to tell the story no matter how close to the edge you have to go. Yeah. Um, and we did have BLK, uh, Elk, and Richard. I don't know how to say Richard's. Yeah. Last Black name. Elk Media and Richard Gutierrez are two guys that I've worked with before, and they're very familiar with me, how I do things. Uh, and I think Ped will attest. There's a lot of communication between all of us that happens before the event. It's not a hey, let's show up and shoot this thing. It's like no, we have a we have a plan. Everyone has responsibilities, and uh, I think that shows during the weekend because we're able to get so many different photos, and everyone comes away with you know a, a lot of great shots of their car. Um, but that doesn't happen accidentally. There's there's a lot of experience that goes into that for both ped and, and black elk uh and then also a a plan to make sure that we know where we need to be and who needs to be where at what time so and it's nice to work with professionals like ped and like the black elk guys and like richard who 
can communicate and then also execute on that plan instead of getting overwhelmed or um, making mistakes. So uh, it was all around. We just we just had a solid core of guys of staff and then media team that just knocked it out of the park. And from what I've seen so far, uh, I'm really excited to see the, the photos and then the video content that the guys got was just incredible. Well, so as, as am I, which really feeds the next question, uh, Corey and Ped, when is the, all the media going to be available for us? When do we get to see this stuff? Now, as far as me, I've, I've got a couple things that I'm obligated to finish first, and then I'll put up. Now, you got to think what I put out was a little bit more of a personal vlog kind of style. Just well, I'm to kinda, excited to see it. Kind of see that, and I'll, I'll throw something together. I'm really curious to, on, on their team, their media team they got for the videos. I really want to see that real bad because I, I just, that is one thing. I did see that. I did see the communication, Scott, that you put out and that all your media guys had. It was fantastic. I love how it was all you have planned things, and it, you're right. It wasn't just well, we got guys, so whenever you see them, <laughs> make sure you give them a show. It's like no, you they know they're going to be down this road, so they set up ahead of time. You had guys in the front of the pack, you had guys in the back of the pack, yeah, but and it was just it was really nice. But hopefully, in a couple weeks for me. When do we get to see your stuff, Ed? I took over 13,000 pictures in uh, three days. <laughs> oh, it's, my God. it's Wednesday. What are you waiting for? Uh, Rapid fire. So I have no control when Scott will release that and once I give it to him. So I'm not giving you a date, but as soon as possible. <laughs> Sometime. Hurry up. I am. Well, I'm doing a podcast tonight instead of editing. I will point that out. <laughs> you as, as I always tell people, um, quality takes time. Uh-huh. So, you know, it, it, it'll it be out. I, I don't hold them more than I need to. Uh, but ideally, we like we like to shoot for photos within a month. Okay. And the video is normally, uh, normally 45 days to two months, depending on the editing and, and kind of what we're doing. But um, we have our Southern Express for next year is going to open for registration uh, in about a month. So ideally we have some of the media assets to show for that, to kind of generate some excitement for that event opening. So sure. hopefully within the next 30 days, you guys are able to see some stuff. You know, Scott, you, with express rally, you do a number of events every year. Can you tell us more about the different types of events and where you go? And yeah, you don't just do road events. You, uh, you do some off-road stuff too. Yeah. So I'll, I'll kind of start with broadly. We do two types of events. We do road rallies, uh, your traditional type of, of road rally experience. And then we also do off-road and overland events. So on the road rally side, we kind of have two tiers of events right now. Uh, and I'll tease you a little bit because we're going to be branching into a third, uh, not in 2021 as originally planned, but in 2022. Uh, so we have what's called Express Rally Essential, which are two-day events, and they range from – 300 bucks to uh, 450, 500, depending on what we're doing. Uh, but those are really designed to be an introductory experience to what the express rally is all about. And that is just uh, good people, nice mixture of cars and completely unapologetically about the driving experience. I'm not into nightclubs. I'm not into, um, uh, reserving a private dinner at a restaurant for everyone. Uh, I, I have done events where those things happen and there's nothing wrong with them. I think there are plenty of events that offer that, but ours are 1000% for the driving enthusiast. We still stay in nice places, uh, but the 
idea is for the community to really build as a result of that. And so you, you know, you spend all day carving corners on excellent roads or doing carding or having a track day or what, whatever it might be. Uh, but then you get to the hotel and I want the experience to be one that you want to go have a beer with someone or grab a drink or go grab dinner. Uh, and it's a great networking opportunity for, you know, for, for people that own businesses and also just guys that love cars. Uh, so we have those events, which are kind of a good introduction. If you're looking as like, well, I don't want to spend $1,500 on an event, but I just kind of want to see what it's about. Then you can do those and get, get into it relatively uh, cheaply. And then we have more of our marquee events, our well-known events, which are Southern Express, Northwest Express, and Western Express. And those are all longer three-day, two-night events uh, that come at more of a premium. And those do have nicer hotel accommodations. We're, we're doing full track days. So anytime that's involved, naturally the, the price point is going to be a bit higher. And you, you get a different, a different mixture of cars on those events. Uh, and then the, the new event that I'll tease you with is for a number of years, we've had people ask us to do longer format events that are a little bit more relaxed as far as the schedule, uh, but that are, instead of being three days, five or six days. So we're working on that for 2022. Uh, hmm. We have locations picked out. We have dates picked out. I'm in the process of planning that with a few of the, a few of the guys that helped me a lot with, with these events. So stay tuned for that. Uh, that'll that'll be in uh, 2022, but we'll make the announcement in the early part of 2021 so people can plan accordingly. Oh, and then I'm honored that you would announce it here. Awesome. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. It uh, it's going to be fun. I'm really excited to roll it out and kind of see what people think. So uh, it'll be exciting. But and then on the flip side of that, we have overland events and off road events, which are completely curated and planned. Uh, overland events where we're going to some of the most epic destinations, beautiful campsites. Uh, we kind of take things up to a new level by Outback Steakhouse is one of our sponsors. They actually cook dinner fireside each night. So you're getting steak, oh, wow. chicken, oh. pork, whatever you have uh, me at steak. each night. <laughs> it's, it's awesome. Uh, and those events are growing like crazy. We literally cannot, cannot plan them fast enough. Uh, my, my partner on those is Aaron Greenfield and he does an awesome job at planning and doing the logistics behind a lot of that. Um, but that, that part of our business is just, like I said, I can't plan them fast enough and it's fun. I, I think you have a lot of guys who have, uh, they enjoy camping and spending that time with their families, but then they also have sports cars and they like driving them. And for me, I enjoy both. I have both. I have Wang cruisers and and all that. And, uh, for me, it's just a different way to enjoy the automotive hobby. So a little bit of everything. I think if you're into cars or you're into anything like that, express rally likely has something that you will enjoy for the overland events and the off-road events. What would be the, the minimum vehicle you would recommend? Uh, I mean, some of them, honestly, you can do it in a stock Wrangler or a stock forerunner. Wow. Um, it depends on the location, honestly. Like the the event that we're doing in Colorado and New Mexico next year, both of those events you could do with a with a stock Toyota 4Runner or Jeep Wrangler. Oh, some nice. of the some of the events that we do in the Ozarks, not so much. You, you need <laughs> sliders. You need thirty 
you know, 33, 35 inch tires and, and recovery gear and things like that. We do some pretty technical and gnarly trails and that's part of the fun, but we do it in an environment that you can do that and you have support and help to do it the correct way. There you go. Very cool. Yeah. That's nice. So this is my favorite question that I ask <laughs> of everybody we have on and Last time we had you on, we asked a modified version of this, but now this is going to be the personal version. What is the dumbest thing you've ever done in a car? That's easy. <laughs> um, beater bash. We did an event called Beater Bash for a couple of years, and we had to wind it down because a guy died. But you know, <laughs> okay. Oh well, no, I didn't expect that. Oh, what <laughs> ends an event? Somebody dying. <laughs> oh wow yeah uh would Tell you care more. to we, elaborate yeah, yeah. so what did you do that well was you know stupid. we had very strict rules after the second year we're like look this year no one can bring a 50 cal and no one can bring hand grenades that's not gonna happen anymore <laughs> <laughs> what i did not account Good for rules. was the homemade weaponry oh, i just i don't know God. what i was supposed to do mm. so uh, no, no one died, but it it, oh, it, okay. it, it, it was an event Jeez. that uh, it started really fun and innocent, and then next year, it kind of got a little out of hand, and then the, the year following that, it was like, wow, we should probably not do this anymore. <laughs> uh, so, But the funny thing is, since we've started our podcast, we've discussed this event several times, and people have been... People have been wanting it to come back. I'm like, yeah, I don't, I don't know. I mean, that was that was not the, not something I necessarily <laughs> want to do. So, but uh, the, the dumbest thing was driving in a Suzu Rodeo that had no doors, had the roof had been cut off. It was driving and drifting that around a dirt track in Van Buren, Arkansas. That got sketchy <laughs> real quick. The password um, is Cowlflex. <laughs> <laughs> It's bad. <laughs> it's bad. It's bad. Well, Scott, we love it when you're on the show, and we love talking about the events. And now that Corey has, has come back and told us all about everything that's going on, I think Mark and I are probably hot to come and try one out. Yeah, it sounds interesting. Uh, you'll have to you'll have to ink us in for the next possible event. Uh, come down and you show the newbies how it's done. Uh, we've been speaking to Scott Huddleston, Ped Watt, and our own Corey Pratt about the 2020 Express Rally Southern Express. You can find all of the web and social media links for Scott, Ped, Corey, Express Rally, Watt Design Photography, and Craving Cars at www.readthedriven.com. Gentlemen, as always, thank you for being with us. We really appreciate it. Yeah, thanks for having me on. Absolutely. Thank you so much for spending time with Driven Radio. We love what we do, and we wouldn't be able to do it without the support of our listeners. You can find us online at DrivenRadioShow.com and ReadTheDriven.com. Follow us on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram at Driven Radio Show. And listen on iTunes, SoundCloud, Spotify, Amazon Music, Audible, and everywhere fine podcasts are heard. I am Brett Hatfield for Catfish Groves and Whoop. Mr. Corey Pratt. Yes. Uh, and... Mr. Ped Watt. Uh Yay! Thanks for coming, man. I really appreciate it. It was fun. Thank you for listening, and we'll see you next time here on Driven Radio. Driven Radio.